Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Good Wednesday morning. Major flooding concerns this morning across a lot of the country. Yeah, and Al says it is just beginning. It is April 26th. This is today. On alert, the Mississippi River rising fast this morning. Parts of the Midwest declared disasters, facing the worst flooding in decades. And out west, flood concerns causing most of Yosemite to close. We're live with the very latest in where severe storms and tornadoes could strike today. Off to the races. Let's go, With President Biden now officially in the campaign, the 2024 battle for the White House heats up. It is almost inconceivable that Biden would even think of running for re-election. This morning, the issues already taking center stage and how voters in a key battleground feel about a potential Biden-Trump rematch. Age limits, the growing push to keep children away from popular social media apps. Just ahead, the rare bipartisan push being unveiled in Washington today. Shake up what we're now learning about the sudden firings of cable news stars Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon. What's next to the anchors and their networks? Those stories plus American treasure tributes pouring in for the legendary Harry Belafonte, an icon of music, Hollywood and the civil rights movement. People say, when did you become an activist? I said, the day I was born. We'll celebrate his life and legacy through his many visits with us over the years. Today, Wednesday, April 26th, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Oda Cutby, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. It is Wednesday. Happy to have you along with us. Yeah, happy hump day. We have a lot to get to our top story. We're talking about that major flooding threat across the country, and it is not letting up anytime soon. In fact, we hear it is going to get even worse. Yeah, well, across the Midwest and South, melting snow and days of relentless rain have led to flooding along the Mississippi River. And for some, unfortunately, more rain is on the way. Meantime, remember out West, that record snowfall that we had earlier this year? Well, that is starting to melt, and that's putting that region on alert for quick rising waters. We've got it all covered, including Al's forecast for both regions. Let's start with NBC's Maggie Vespa. She's in Davenport, Iowa, for us this morning, where the river is expected to keep rising for days. Maggie, good morning. Yeah, Savannah, good morning. That sort of slow, days-long build that you point out as part of what officials say makes this situation so dangerous. Scientists also pointing out that this event, as you said, not just fueled by falling rain, but also by melting snow. And it's just one piece of a wild week of severe weather nationwide. This morning, millions up and down the mighty Mississippi watching helplessly as the river's swollen banks continue to inch inland. Forecasters warning some in the region will see their worst floods in 20 years, with river levels in Illinois and Iowa slated to keep rising until potentially early next week. Multiple governors issuing disaster declarations. 
Understand that this still can be a dangerous situation. In La Crosse, Wisconsin, a drone capturing neighborhoods already underwater, while McGregor, Iowa, is poised to see its highest river levels since 1965. And this water came up really fast this time. In Pleasant Valley near Davenport, people forced to get around by boat. The Mississippi River floods largely fueled, scientists say, by 6 to 18 inches of melting snowpack in North Dakota and Minnesota. A similar story out west, where park officials say by Friday they'll close much of the famed Yosemite Valley through at least May 3rd, as melting snow in California's mountains threatens flooding there, too. This as hail hammers parts of the south, including central Florida and Sweetwater, Texas, where a supercell dumping baseball-sized hail destroyed this storm chaser's windshield. And with just days until the start of May, snow was slamming the Rocky Mountains, while a tornado was spotted touching down near Denver, a severe spring stretch threatening millions for days on end. And back here along the Mississippi again, this is just beginning. We may have a week until these waters crest. So meantime, officials are asking people to please make an evacuation plan and pack a kit, they say, with enough clothes, medications and necessities to basically be away from home for several days. Savannah. Maggie, thank you very much. Al's really busy tracking these storms, the flood threats. What do we see, Al? Yeah, you know, guys, this is going to be a slow motion disaster. As Maggie mentioned, taking place over a long period of time, you can see all these rivers in red, especially the Mississippi. And that's what we're most worried about with from minor to major flooding over the next several days and weeks as this system develops. Now, here's what we are watching. We've got this pretty good area that's already firing up thunderstorms between Dallas and Houston. We have this enhanced risk area, few strong tornadoes, 22 million people under the gun here, damaging hail two inches, wind gusts of 75 miles per hour. And here's the risk for EF2 or stronger tornadoes from Dallas to Waco, but also Abilene, Tyler and Crockett. We're going to be watching that tomorrow. That risk moves to the east and south with six million people from Lake Charles, New Orleans, on into Panama City, Dothan, Georgia. This system will develop and bring with it a strong storms across Oklahoma and Texas. Heavy rain tomorrow. Strong storms move the central Gulf Coast. Rain spreads into the Tennessee River Valley and into the southeast. And Friday, soaking rain for the mid-Atlantic and the northeast. Look at the widespread area of heavy rain, one to three inches. But the lower Mississippi could see three to five inches of rain. And so we're going to be watching that very closely. And coming up in the next half hour, guys, we're going to be talking about the Sierra, where they're going to be worrying about snow melt and flood risk as well. All right. Uh, lots to watch there. Thanks, Thank so. you. We move now to the 2024 presidential race. It is quickly heating up after the official launch of President Biden's re-election bid. His message to voters, a familiar one, as was the response from Republican frontrunner Donald Trump. NBC's chief White House correspondent Kristen Walker joins us with the latest. Kristen, good morning. Hi, Savannah. Good morning to you. So far, you're right. The 2024 race is shaping up to look a lot like what we saw in 2020. President Biden casting his campaign as a fight against former President Trump and for the soul of the nation. While Mr. Trump, the GOP frontrunner right now, is trying to make the case President Biden is just unfit for office. The potential rematch so far feeling a lot like a rerun. President Biden is aiming to build momentum after officially announcing he's running for re-election in 2024. On Tuesday, speaking to union members critical to his coalition, making his case for four more years. It's time to finish the job. Four more years. 
And despite a low job approval rating, the president touted his record, including strong job growth and passing a bipartisan infrastructure law, blasting his top GOP rival, former President Trump. Under my predecessor, Infrastructure Week became a punchline. On my watch, infrastructure has become a decade headline. Shortly after the president announced his re-election bid Tuesday, Mr. Trump posted this scathing response. With such a calamitous and failed presidency, it is almost inconceivable that Biden would even think of running for re-election. With polls showing the former president as the clear Republican frontrunner, Mr. Biden is taking a page out of his 2020 playbook by placing Mr. Trump at the center of his argument for re-election. We pressed one of the president's closest allies on that strategy. Can the president, can Democrats make the case for President Biden without using the words Trump and MAGA Republicans? Well, why should we? I think we need to talk about MAGA Republicans. Our NBC News poll shows voters are not enthusiastic about a potential Biden-Trump rematch, with large majorities saying neither should run again, including small business owner Dora Rietta with Peter Alexander in Battleground, Pennsylvania. What do you make of that rematch? A mess. A mess. Why? I think they both are very extreme, and I think we need someone that's kind of in the middle. Kristen, as mentioned, former President Trump is the Republican frontrunner, but the primary field is not set on the Republican side. Any movement there? Oh, Savannah, you're absolutely right. Notably, the GOP legislature in Florida is poised to change a state law that would essentially pave the way for Governor Ron DeSantis to run for president without having to resign from office. Now, look, he is the closest rival to former President Trump. So it's clear he's ramping up, Savannah. Now, as for Mr. Trump, Notably on Tuesday, he raised the possibility he might not participate in the first two GOP primary debates, posting, quote, why subject yourself to being libeled and abused? Important to note here, big caveat, Mr. Trump made similar threats in 2016 and 2020, but almost always wound up participating in the debate, Savannah. All right, Kristen Welker, thank you very much. The economy is a major issue in the presidential race. And this morning, new concerns from the financial world. First Republic, a well-known regional bank, saw its stock drop nearly 50 percent yesterday after announcing a recent $100 billion drop in deposits. Now, this despite the billions it received from the nation's largest banks during last month's banking turmoil. NBC's Brian Chung is here with more to put it in perspective. OK, this is confusing. A hundred billion dollars sounds like a whole lot of money. Just put it in perspective for us. Yeah, well, it was about 40 percent of their overall deposits. So a lot of clients are taking money out of the bank. And as you mentioned, Hoda, it's despite the fact that 11 of the largest banks put in $30 billion when a lot of the banking issues were cropping up about six weeks ago, when you recall Silicon Valley Bank and also Signature Bank ultimately went under. Now, First Republic, they haven't gone under. There's no talk about that happening right now. But when you see that 40% of the money was going out the door, you're wondering if we really are out of the woods after the banking issues about six weeks ago. Well, that's what it makes me think of, because I recall six weeks ago, there was this, that feeling of panic and contagion, like yeah. it started with Silicon Valley Bank, and then there was a larger 
concerned about regional banks. Is there that same concern here that what's happening with First Republic, that that might cause some of those same concerns with other banks? Yeah. And for what it's worth, no other banks have failed since those two six weeks ago. But First Republic was at that time in you know conversation and a lot of scrutiny for potentially being the next one to fall. Now, when we talk about 40 percent of the money going out of the door, that's not happening at every other bank as well. So a number of other banks have reported over the last week. The average, as calculated by Goldman Sachs Economics Research, is only about 5%. So First Republic does appear to be an outlier. And for what it's worth, it's worth reminding all Americans, $250,000 per depositor, that's how much you're insured up That was what I was going to ask you. People should not be panicking about this if they have their money there. That's right. And again, you have up to $250,000 in insured deposits. Even if the bank that you have that money at fails, you will get that money back. Okay. All right. Brian Chung. Brian, thank you. Thank you. We've got news overseas now. The mastermind of the deadly 2021 attack at Kabul International Airport, which claimed the lives of 13 U.S. service members and more than 150 Afghans, he has been killed. That is according to three U.S. officials. They say the ISIS operative was killed by the Taliban in Afghanistan earlier this month. They say the U.S. was not involved in the operation. 7-12, a lot more following this morning. We welcome Craig to the desk. Hey, Craig. Hey, Savannah. Good morning. Good morning to you as well. There's a new push in Washington to keep children safe online. That push is getting a lot of attention this morning. A group of bipartisan lawmakers teaming up on some legislation that would set a minimum age to use social media. NBC's Capitol Hill correspondent Ryan Nobles joins us with more on this. So, Ryan, uh, first of all, good morning to you. What, what can we expect to see in this, this new bipartisan bill? Hey, Craig, good morning to you. Well, this bill proposes banning children under the age of 13 from using social media of any kind, and that includes TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and many others. It would also require parental approval for kids to use the platforms between the ages of 13 and 17. And this is a rare moment of bipartisanship during a time where Republicans and Democrats are very divided on Capitol Hill. The authors of this bill, the progressive Senator Brian Schatz and Tom Tom Cotton, a conservative Republican, could not be further apart on the political spectrum, but they are both parents of young children, and they're united in their concern in the link between poor mental health and social media. Meanwhile, Utah and Arkansas, they've already signed new laws requiring parental consent for anyone under 18 to join social media platforms. Yeah, you, m- you mentioned those states. There's a movement afoot in a number of states right now, but one of the concerns that's been expressed by these social media companies is enforcement. I mean, how, how do they propose to enforce this, this federal ban should it pass? Yeah, correct. No doubt that's one of the big questions, and the full details of the bill will be released today. But sources familiar with their plan tell us that they're going to propose that the Federal Trade Commission and state attorneys general be empowered to enforce the provisions in the legislation. We reached out to all the major social media companies about this last night. They're choosing not to comment before they see the full text of this bill. But it's worth noting that both Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, and TikTok already require their users to be at least 13. And that is a difficult process to monitor. Yeah, Craig? For sure. All right. Ryan Noble's force there in Washington. Ryan, thank you. Yeah. Mr. Roker hey, with yeah. shaken eggs and bacon. Well, we still have some strong storms to talk about Florida. In fact, they have a very strong and very rare, tor- uh, I should say, hail threat down there. Severe storms, as we talked about, midsection of the country, sunshine around the Great Lakes and warming up out west, which is part of the problem with the Sierra snowmelt. We'll talk about that coming up. And that is your latest weather, guys. 
right. Sal. Thank you, Al. Coming up, new details on the sudden firing shaking up cable news. And what's next for Tucker Carlson, Don Lemon, and their show, Stephanie Gosk, on the story for us. Hi, Steph. Hey, Savannah. So there's still no official reasons from CNN and Fox why Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson are gone. But this morning, the Wall Street Journal is saying that Carlson's criticism of executives may be at least partially to blame. I'll have all the details coming up. Plus, Stephanie, the tributes pouring in for groundbreaking entertainer and activist Harry Belafonte as we look back at some important moments in history that he shared with the world right here on Today. But first, this is Today on NBC. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Molly, why don't we have another kid? Now that's from uh, the Carol Burnett show as we wish the icon herself a happy 90th birthday. Y'all make sure you check out this star-studded tribute to Carol Burnett. 90 years of laughter and love. That is tonight right here, 8 o'clock, 7 central on NBC. A family viewing finally again. And the clips that we've seen so far. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. Oh, my gosh. What a what a tribute. It'll be mm-hmm. tonight on NBC. Uh, lots to get to this half hour. We're going to start with those new details on the major shakeups in the world of cable news. Yes. Fox News has parted ways with the primetime host Tucker Carlson. CNN fired longtime anchor Don Lemon. So what is next for them and the networks? NBC's Stephanie Gosk is here on the story for us again. Hi, Steph. Good morning. Hey, guys. Good morning for now. Fox is moving ahead, rebranding its prime ratings driver as Fox News tonight as it weighs a replacement for Tucker Carlson. It comes amid swirling questions over what ultimately led to the breakup between the network and its biggest star. 
The cable news world trying to move on following the surprising ouster of two top stars. We want to keep it with uh, the focus on the news and where that belongs. CNN and Fox abruptly cutting ties with two of their main hosts, Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. Throughout his tenure as the lead primetime host on Fox, Carlson courted a conservative audience with extreme rhetoric on a range of topics, from immigration and COVID to the January 6th attack on the Capitol. These were not insurrectionists. They were sightseers. Neither Fox nor Carlson have commented on the reason for the sudden split. A source close to the matter tells NBC News Lachlan Murdoch, the son of Rupert Murdoch, and the head of Fox News, Suzanne Scott, led the decision to part ways with Carlson. A spokesperson declined to elaborate. Carlson's departure comes just days after Fox settled a defamation lawsuit with Dominion voting for nearly $800 million that alleged the network repeatedly lied about debunked election fraud claims. Before the settlement, text messages revealed in the case exposed Carlson's frustration with management after the network called Arizona for Joe Biden in 2020, writing in part, we worked really hard to build what we have. Those expletives are destroying our credibility. It enrages me. The Wall Street Journal reporting, according to people familiar with the matter, that there is another text message from Carlson referring to a female executive by the C-word. The paper says that the critical messages about management led to his ouster. NBC News has not confirmed the reporting. Carlson is also at the center of another legal dispute involving a former senior producer, Abby Grossberg, who accuses him and Fox of creating a hostile work environment. I stopped watching news when I came home. I didn't watch anything. I just didn't want to because I was so depressed and disillusioned by the entire media system because of Tucker Carlson. Carlson has not responded to Grossberg's claims, and Fox says her lawsuit is riddled with false allegations. Former President Donald Trump, who was a frequent guest of Carlson, called his exit a big blow to cable news and referred to the host as ratings gold. Those who cover the industry say don't expect any major changes at Fox. They have lost big names before, they've replaced them, and they haven't missed a beat in the ratings. And there's no reason to think that they'll ride this one out, too. Lemon, who was one of CNN's most recognizable stars, says he was stunned by his firing. The anchor widely criticized for comments aimed at Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley is in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. His morning show co-anchors briefly addressing his removal on Tuesday. I'm so thankful to have worked alongside him and for his support for nearly 15 years here. And I wish him all good things ahead. NBC News has reached out to Tucker Carlson and Fox for further comment, but have not heard back. And no one knows what either of these anchors will do in the future. Tucker Carlson has received a job offer, however. Yeah, Yeah, he did a curious one from Russia today. As you may know, actually, it's now called RT, the Russian government-funded network. He has been very critical of Ukraine and the U.S. efforts to support Ukraine. Russia Today tweeting, you can come over and ask those questions here for us, basically, offering him a job. Very interestingly, you also had Russian officials commenting on this. The foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, calling it a curious thing. And he says that the diversity of opinion in, a, in the American conversation has been diminished because Tucker Carlson is no longer a part of it. Pretty mm-hmm. astonishing to see the Russian foreign yeah. minister, who's been there a long time, knows exactly what he's doing, weigh in on something like yeah. this. Yep. Stephanie, thank thanks, Steph. you. Welcome. Still ahead. Uh, Bed, Bath & Beyond store closing sales kicking off today. 
itself and the deals to whether you can still use those iconic massive blue coupons. We're going to have everything you need to know. But first, we are remembering the life and legacy of pioneering entertainer and activist Harry Belafonte through the conversations we've shared with him here on Today. That and more coming up right after this. We are back. 739 Carson yeah. is here. As we remember an icon this morning, the legendary Harry Belafonte. Yes, yes. As a beloved entertainer, he, of course, shined on stage. His work for civil rights and other causes were trailblazing. This morning, no surprise tributes to him are pouring in. Yeah, Chanel got more on his extraordinary life. Good morning. Good morning to all of you. There are few people in history like Harry Belafonte, one of those rare figures who touched all facets of life. His artistic genius, moral courage, and generosity resonating from his rise to prominence in the 1950s and throughout his remarkable life. For the better part of 96 years, Harry Belafonte gave us his best, often sharing bits of himself with today. You know, Dr. King once said, it isn't just the goals that you set for yourself in life. It's the journey in getting to them that really makes the difference. His visits with us were a time capsule through history, chatting with Bryant Gumbel about planning Nelson Mandela's historic first visit to the States in 1990. I believe that in a world that's uh, caught up in, 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 in a great thirst for democracy, I think people look at Nelson Mandela, who has been incarcerated for 27 and a half years, as a symbol of that uh, thrust, as a symbol of that desire. Sharing his causes. Famine in and of itself does not really kill people. It's what we do about it that makes the difference. His projects. I mean, for the first time in 20 years, I've been reading scripts that say something, that excite me, that I think are important to talk about. And trials. In 1996, undergoing treatment for prostate cancer. It overwhelmed me. I don't know, for some reason I kind of felt that I was always going to be all omnipotent, that I would live forever. Belafonte transcended racial barriers, but it was his willingness to combine entertainment and social justice that set him apart. In 1968, Breaking Barriers hosting The Tonight Show while catalyzing social change. Always in search of equality, Belafonte spent his life on the front lines of activism. The thing that has always run parallel in your career uh, has been the sense of social activism and, and a sense of purpose. Uh, people said, when did you become an activist? I said, the day I was born. When we talk about an individual fully embracing his purpose, Harry Belafonte is certainly one of our best examples. There is so much he did for the world of the arts and social equality. And yeah. what, a, what a gift that you had to be able to oh, spend some time you know, with him. Yeah. You, when you were in his presence, you, you really did sense it's And it becomes cliche, but it's true in his case, uh, the sense of greatness, but yet humility, because he saw himself as a messenger to help bring this, this equality to, to not just America, but yeah. to the world as well. And all the beautiful music that he put into the world, too. You oh, know, yeah. we, we focused on his activism, which I was so glad about, yeah. but he was such an incredible entertainer. Yeah, and the amazing thing is, I mean, look, my mom played Harry yeah. Belafonte constantly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that, was, that was part of the soundtrack of my childhood. But a whole new generation, like Carson, yeah. all introduced to Harry Belafonte again by Beetlejuice. Because oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. it was yeah, such a yeah, big yeah. deal in that in that, yeah. that, that, that A couple of things come to mind. I had read this morning that Bernice King, Dr. King's daughter, said that 
at her dad's funeral, it was Harry Belafonte that paid for the babysitter for her and her siblings oh, wow. that particular day. And wow. sat next to Greta Scott King as well. Yeah. And then on the music front, the Billboard chart came out in 1955, I think was the first time. His first two albums, so right. musically, were both number one on the Billboard wow. chart. Yeah. And his second album, Calypso, yes. where Deo comes from, right. was the first album to ever sell a million copies in the U.S. That's amazing. Artist, incredible. Right? And, and the, the other great anecdote uh, here in New York City, mm. he was applying to get into a co-op building mm-hmm. here, and they refused him, so mm. he bought the building. <laughs> the whole building. Right? And gave the penthouse apartment to Lena Horne. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh and I think it would have been so easy. It would have been so easy for him to take that status and, you know, his, and entertainment and just kind of stay in that lane. Sure. Yeah. But the courage that it would have taken at uh, that time, you can't underestimate absolutely. the trailblazing that he did for everybody. Uh, that was so, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I was okay. sorely missed. Mr. Roker, are you going to check out the weather? Yeah, well, you know, we're talking about the flooding in the Mississippi, but we also, our friends out west are, are worried about some flooding. We've had this record-breaking uh, snowfall in the Sierra. Well, California's seen the warmest temperatures of the year this week with 90s and 70s. And so that's going to cause a whole snow, a snow melt activity because that accelerating snow melt will fill the reservoirs in the foothills, but then it's going to start spilling over. And so we are going to be looking at this dam release that's going to cause flooding in the San Joaquin Valley and with flood advisories to flood warnings and it's ice cold water. So they're also issuing problems for people. If they get in that water, there could be hypothermia. Freeze alerts Thursday morning from Iowa City to Bridgeport, Connecticut, 32 million people impacted. You can see those chilly temperatures today. And it's going to stay chilly in the east with temperatures staying well below zero. I shouldn't say not well below zero, but well below <laughs> normal. Out west, that warmth will continue. Uh, you can see Portland, uh, well, Los Angeles, above normal temperatures from Detroit to Oklahoma City to Nashville. Those temperatures are below normal. And that is your latest weather, guys. Thank you, Al. Guys, college decision day almost here. One of those big choices in a person's life. And coming up, we've got a conversation every teen and parent needs to see. Jenna, talking with graduates, mm-hmm. sharing what they wish they had known heading Ooh. into the college experience. What you got Guys, coming up a lot, actually. We've got some major <laughs> casting news to share on the highly anticipated Ooh. Frasier oh. reboot. Oh, okay. Okay. And then Amy Poehler will be here to tell us about her new, and it's really one-of-a-kind reality show, which also teaming back up with that Tina Fey, something real fun. They're going okay. to win. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. 